Welcome to Niners Talk with John, Tim, and Brian. Let's talk Niners. How can six of you miss a play like that, huh? Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> when the Grinch stole all the presents from Whoville, there probably was one who did not go out to sing Fabu for it, but went, what the hell are my presents? And that's what I feel like this morning. Tim, how are you feeling? Well, if we're going to use the analogy of uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas, I really felt like the Grinch succeeded in stealing all the presents, dumping them over the cliff, laughing heartily at all the Who's and Whoville who are now crying when they realize they do want Chris's presents on Christmas morning. Because <laughs> I want a 49ers victory on Christmas night. And the only thing you can say is the 49ers were soundly beaten. The Ravens last night were the better team. And 49ers have a lot of mistakes, five turnovers, penalties at inopportune times, and the Ravens took advantage. And we are sitting here this morning on December 26th after the 49ers, and I would say were pasted by the Baltimore Ravens by a final score of, what was it, 33-19. And I don't know if the game was even that close. But I think we have to say hats off to the Ravens. They played a sound football game. If there is any silver lining, is that the 49ers still control their own destiny? We've got an upcoming game against the Commanders, and after that, the Rams. So they are still controlling their own destiny for the first round bye for the NFC playoffs. And John, I think at, at this point, and Brian, I think at this point, this is the team that could use a buy. I think a lot of players on their defense, well, I'd say on particularly on their defense, could use uh, some rest and some uh, rejuvenation. Yeah, I mean, to put a little bit more of a silver lining on it, Dallas lost. Correct. And the Eagles do not look like a world beater. They still have to win out. Detroit still has to win out. And Detroit's playing Dallas on a short week. So... It's really, well, there's a lot the Niners still control. So we don't need to panic, but we do need to be vigilant. Brian, how are you doing? I know you were kind of on the road with watching this game. Yeah. Well, we gave a great Merry Christmas present to Baltimore. I believe I got that. I was, I'm in Southern California, so I was watching the game on my phone the first two quarters and then I was had to travel in the third quarter so I missed all of it I purposely did not watch any of the game on my phone so I know we'll recap the third quarter but I was extremely shocked to uh, turn the TV on and see us down big by what two three scores which was nuts at um, one point yes but other than that <laughs> it was uh, it's been I'm going to agree wholeheartedly, Tim, also with what you say. I think the Niners definitely need that buy. I think any team would want that buy, but the Niners most particularly, most especially need that buy. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens this week. They're playing Washington next weekend. So yeah, we'll move on from there. Yeah. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time or those loyal listeners who keep coming back each week, we're three obsessed Niners fans who get together weekly to discuss 
the victories and the defeats of our beloved San Francisco 49ers. So if you get a chance, leave a review, give us a like, and follow us on Apple or Spotify. First things first, I think Tim said this pretty good in the text string. I'm a little tired of the Niners playing on holidays. I mean, Thanksgiving, it was great. Yeah, we beat Seattle. I could have done without a Christmas game. It was, yeah, seems a little it, overkill, it was, but. Oh, with a little bit of an overkill. I mean, one or the other. Like, if you play on Thanksgiving, you don't play on Christmas. You play on Christmas, you don't play on Thanksgiving. But it is what it is. Uh, obviously, Brock Purdy finally laid an egg. I, I think one of the times early in the podcast series, we I had said something like, eventually he's just going to have a bad game. And he had a bad game. Yeah. Um, Four turnovers, one which was legit, three tipped in the air. I thought mostly it was very unbrock like He felt like he was pressing. I was just like, he was really trying to fit them into these really tight windows. And especially after the first interception, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, and not letting the game flow. But yeah, bad game. It was bound to happen. Better now than in the playoffs. The other thing is the red throwbacks, they got bad juju. They got bad mojo. Let the 94 San Francisco 49ers own those. They're the ones who wanted them, retire them permanently. So that's my, is that's it only, my, is it only the red throwbacks or both throwbacks? No, the red throwbacks. The red throwbacks. We do well in the white throwbacks. So, the all whites, the all whites work. Yeah, especially yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. everybody can go now to Brock as being Mr. Irrelevant. He can't get it over the hill. Yeah. Lamar is now the MVP. And I'll be honest, this is one way. I am glad the MVP conversation for Brock is over. Because I honestly think it's a it's an award that is pretty meaningless unless you're Aaron Rodgers and you just are selfish. It's like, I would rather have the Super Bowl MVP or a Super Bowl trophy than the MVP. I'll agree. I mean, yeah. you go into the early 90s when oh, Steve yeah. Young won the MVP twice and everybody in San Francisco was like, so? Yeah. <laughs> we want Super Bowl rings. We don't want an MVP. But no, I'm in full agreement with you, John. I, I think the MVP conversation is always a, a nice to have. And when you're winning, like the 49ers were these past several weeks, it's a great conversation to have because you just feel like success on the field is going to be inevitable. Um, but last night that, that didn't happen. And yeah, I agree with you. He was off on his throws. I think if you go into the first part of last night's game at the outset, I think the 49ers got off to a great start in this game. The Ravens went three and out on their opening drive. The Niners get uh, the ball. They had a great pass to Kittle on a third down that put him in scoring position. But I think you also have to give credit where credit is due. When he tried to hit Debo when on their first trip into the red zone, two things. One is that he was late with the throw. I think we all saw that if he had thrown it maybe half a second sooner, it's a touchdown. But also after Hamilton, the uh, the Ravens defensive back, he played that beautifully. He I think he baited Purdy a little bit by going to his left, only to see where he was going with the ball. And he made a great play. So I have to give credit where credit is due on that but even then the 49ers 
defense stepped up. They get a safety. The Niners get the ball, and you figure, okay, if the Niners can get some points on there, they get a touchdown on this drive. They're sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. But, hey, the Ravens' defense, yeah. they're pretty good. And they yeah. force they force the Niners to kick a field goal, and I just was sitting there going, instead of five, we could have had 14. And that could have yeah. put the, the Ravens, that could have, I think, Niners could have maybe opened up the game plan a little bit more. I'm not going to say that they could have won because we all saw what Lamar Jackson can do. But I just felt like the 49ers had the opportunity to really set the tone of the game early, and they failed to do that. Then when you combine the the interceptions against, I don't, it, it, let alone any team, but a, a team as good as Baltimore, that's not a recipe for success. No. Brian, any thoughts from you on the game? Oh, yeah, I, I watched a lot of it. I watched a lot of the first half, and my observations were those passing windows, which Brock Purdy was hitting in all the games previous, those in that last six-game winning streak, they seemed to be v- closing very quickly. And I, I think I probably, like probably the whole national media, or at least in the Bay Area, you kind of discredit Baltimore because you're always hearing the Niners are going to be their favorite by five and a half points. And I think, frankly... Baltimore was probably felt a little disrespected by that, which they should. Mm-hmm. They're a great team, but they had a, they went out there and they proved it. Their defense really stepped up. Yeah. I was just kind of flabbergasted, I think, by that. But CMC, another thing that I kind of wrote in our text thread, I, I knew he, in the first half, he was not going to let us, he was not going to be the reason for the Niners losing. He balled out and he got that that first score. That was all on him. Uh, yeah, I think Brock Purdy, though, I think overall, he, besides that first one, a lot of the other ones were just, those other picks were just like freaks of that just, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah, pass yeah. getting tipped. And they, I, I mean, that's credit to, to Baltimore defense. I mean, yeah. just the way that they play. But that, that, that was really kind of thoughts coming out of that one. So, yeah, one of my other uh, thoughts Jeff, is, I wasn't super thrilled with the play calling. Mm-hmm. I thought it was too pass happy. And you've got an all world yeah. left tackle. I, I think I saw him one to the left side like twice. I mean, they had with the big one when CMC went scampered like 40 yards. Yeah. But sometimes I think, okay, sometimes Kyle yeah. kind of gets himself, he overthinks it. And it's like, go with your strengths. And yeah. I, I just, I felt we let the game get away from us kind of early with being pass happy right out of the gate and trying, not doing a lot of running. And we've talked about on this podcast, not being too much CMC first down, CMC yeah. second down, third. But yeah, I think you still need the mix. And I thought, I just thought it with this pass happy run out of the gate, Baltimore adjusted beautifully. And then we didn't adjust back to a run because as mm-hmm. Kittle has said, it's, if you're going to adjust and you're going to stretch them vertically, well, then you've got Christian McCaffrey in outside zone. So I think that was part of it, but the, the Baltimore defense is the best one we faced all year. They looked great. They were flying around. They were ready for the game. And yeah, they, they, they put pretty in some not so great positions and they basically decimated our offensive line who's now in i don't even i that, mean buford but, was playing tackle at now so it just yeah it was not. joe buck didn't even know who it was like yeah 
Felicia, some new guy named Ben. And yeah, yeah it's just, I mean, hopefully they're all just nothing injuries and we can just yeah, uh, yeah. really I'll, come back. But so. I want to comment on what you said about the, the game plan. I, I, it does come down to execution. I mm-hmm. wasn't surprised that the 49ers came out throwing. When you look at some of the marquee games they've had this year, Dallas, Philadelphia, they really came out to attack the defenses. And so it didn't surprise me that Kyle wanted to stretch the Ravens defense as much as possible uh, early on. And then I think what he was hoping to do, and if the Niners had executed and maybe put 14 more points on, I think he would have gone more to the ground game. But that didn't happen. And as you said, Baltimore adjusted very nicely. But yeah, it didn't surprise that they came out throwing. I think if you start with with McCaffrey, I think that Baltimore defense, as good as they are, I think the Niners would have been much more prone to get behind the sticks early. And, and we saw what happened when the Niners did get behind the sticks. The Ravens were just pinning their ears back and going after mm-hmm. Brock. But yeah, and so the injury certainly didn't help. Having an Armstead in there, having Jennings back in there, I'm not going to say that would have tip the balance in the Niners' favor, but you want to have, it's nice to have all your weapons. We're going to have to watch the injury reports closely this, this week. When I was reading up on some of the comments, post-game comments, Purdy said he could have gone back in, but they weren't going to chance it. Trent Williams said he could have gone back in, but they weren't going to chance that. He's going to have, Williams is going to schedule to have an MRI today, so we'll closely watch what the status of his. I'm more really about Aaron Banks at this point because I think he's a he's obviously a, a big part of that offensive line. But yeah, I know I've kind of like been on a lot of subjects here. But okay. at the end of the day, it's therapy. We, yeah, I, I think the other thing we also need to talk about is the 49ers, particularly in the second half, they were getting sloppy. Mm-hmm. As John said, they were getting pressed. But there's one thing that jumped out to me this morning when I looked at the stats, it's penalties. And the Niners had 10 penalties for 100, 102 yards. And that's just... At this late, as this state in the season, no, you won't. You won't be beating teams. I, you know, I don't care if it's Arizona or Baltimore. You you can't be putting uh, ten penalties on and expect to win. Yeah, I mean when Mitch Wisnowski gets a personal foul, I just thought, okay, that was bizarre. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I remember watching in the second quarter. I think Gibson got he got a couple on his way. And that led, I think, directly to one of the touchdowns for Baltimore. But, but it looked definitely sloppy. It just uncharacteristic. I mean, a PI here and there, that, that's kind of just par for the course. You would definitely see that. But I just, I don't know. It felt like they kind of just came in droves yesterday, kind of watching parts of the game. Yeah. I didn't see that Mitch Wydnowski. Can you clarify on that one? But then, and then, yeah. yeah, and I think it's really, I'll just preface it by saying, the, the 49ers, they went in a halftime, and John, you, you, you and I spoke. But they went in thinking, all right, they're down, but hey, they get the ball back. They were down 16-12 at the time. But that's really, it was the third quarter was where the roof caved in. The 49ers mm-hmm. go out. They don't, they, they, I think they went three and out on their first drive. Mitch punts the ball. There's a great return by the by Edwards and just that guy was clearly out of bounds and Wisnowski basically tried to give him a little sh- shove hit with his shoulder 
Oh uh, yeah, and you just thought, oh no, when a when your punter is getting called for <laughs> unnecessary remnants. But what happens is that the the Ravens they get the ball and then I was forty four. First play, it's a short pass to Edwards. Uh, that's what I was thinking of. He goes for almost forty yards, and then two plays later, it's a touchdown. And you just thought, oh boy, that's that was the worst kind of start. I, I think at that point, I looked at Niners Nation on X, and it said Levi Stadium is is quiet. Yeah, I I will say a couple of, of good things. Let's kind of give some good stuff out here. One. I did not see any let up in the 49ers to try and win. They did not pack it in. The defense was still flying around. The offense, even with Sam Darles, who looked pretty decent, which is good because I have a backup quarterback who looks the part, looks good, drove them all the way down. If they had scored a touchdown, they would have been within one score for an onside kick. And from what I was seeing today, Bosa said that no one left Levi's. Everybody stayed. And I know for the players, that's a big deal because they know in the playoffs, they're host at least one home playoff game. So that's going to be yeah. a big deal to have the crowd behind you. There were some positives to be gleaned. The other is, let's, yeah, the final score was what, 30 to 19 or something 33-19. 33-19. 20 points came off turnovers. Yeah. So if you just take the turnovers, 1939 was away. So you got to look at that as well. And again, better now than in the first round of the playoffs. And this is the other thing is I, I, if any Baltimore fans are listening, you guys had a great night. There's no doubt about it, but just remember how many exits you've had in the first round of the playoffs. Does it mean in the regular season it lets them carry it over into the playoffs? Just saying. I I think what John is also trying to say is he's also saying Niner fans, see, I'm trying to give you something to feel a little bit better about. Yes, exactly. I don't know. I don't know how many listeners we have in Baltimore, but uh, good morning to you. Hope you had a good crab cake. No, they do. I'll give you credit. Crab cakes and football, they did do a very good job. I only have one complaint, and this is maybe because I, I live in uh, Virginia, not too far from 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 Baltimore. But at one point, I when the it really was just the Ravens who were just pounding the Niners. The commercial comes on for a tourism ad to visit Baltimore. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I may have made a couple of gestures with one of the fingers on my right hand, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it was not the best time for me to see that. <laughs> Let's review our keys to victory because yeah. we didn't get any of them. One was contain Lamar. And in the beginning part of the game, they were actually doing a pretty decent job of this. They they got the safety. Yeah. Ref helped out a little bit, but Chase Young was able to, to get that. That was nice. Rounding. But give Lamar credit. There was one play where I thought they had him dead to rights. Chase Young is about to put his yep. big paw on him. And then all of a sudden, it's like catching smoke. Like all of a sudden he's just, bye, I'm down, I'm 30 yards down the field. And I'm going to fake out Ambry Thomas. I'm going to fake out Fred Warner. And the only reason you brought me down is you're surrounded by four people. And that was, I think on a third and night. Yeah, it was a third and 16 from the 41. 
Yeah, you said Chase Young had him. I mean, I I thought he had him, but yeah. So it's like I, yeah, well, I got up to, to that one. Yeah, that was the one where he just has a sixth sense of someone behind him, where he just mm-hmm. leans. He leans forward, and then I think he makes a defender miss. That I, he did that also on that play against Jacksonville. I think the week before, if I'm not mistaken, where he had that big throw. Yeah, so I mean, he's he, amazing. He was just, oh yeah. god. And then turnovers. Well, obviously, this was not a good one. <laughs> no. five, five, five turnovers. You just can't. And they were leading the league up until yesterday. Now yeah. they're like eight. Yeah. But, you know, it, like, like I said, it was bound to happen. Rush Rock, defense. Rockets throw nine interceptions on the year before last mm-hmm. night. So that just shows you how uncharacteristic to use Brian's words, this was for the 49ers. Yeah. A rush defense. I thought Javon Hargrave had a really good game. It was nice having him back. He had that batted pass. He had a sack. Obviously, it looked a lot better. I don't know what the rushing was for the Ravens. Oh, hang on. I'll tell you. Total yards rushing for the Ravens, 102. 49ers yeah, actually outgained I mean, them 121 to 102. Yeah, so it was a better rush defense. Uh, obviously, what Armstead. But then our last key to victory was you got to score more than 17 at home. Well, we did that. We just did that too late. And yeah, again, we talked about this at the beginning. It's a little bit like the inverse of the Eagles game. The Eagles had gone out 14 nothing in Philly. It's a, di- a different ball game. And the Niners had a great first drive and, and couldn't capitalize. And then you turn over the ball and you're still within one score. I'm like, okay, let's just write the ship. Let's get it going. And the third quarter happened. And that was that. But let's look at stars of the game. And I, as much as the national media this morning is talking all about Lamar, the real star of the game is the Baltimore's defense. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That defense looked awesome. It's the best defense we've played this year. They don't seem to have like the guy on defense, but they play together as a unit really well. Yeah. I mean, four sacks uh, on 49ers quarterbacks. You force, uh, you get five turnovers. They kept the 49ers out of sync all night. Niners never really got into a rhythm and they came up with the turnovers at key points. And I, I think going back to that first interception, John, I think it just feel it just took the wind out of the sails. You felt mm-hmm. just like that was the sign. This is going to be a different game than what we had seen from the 49er offense. But yeah, absolutely. I thought their tackling was uh, very good. I mean, if we talk about the 49ers, people like Debo, IU, Kittle, yards after the catch. But what happened every time the 49ers made a completion? Yeah, three or four white jerseys right around that guy making ready to make the tackles. Hats off to the Baltimore defense. Yeah, they look great. Right. And any other stars of the game? Uh, I mean, Sam Darnold played pretty good. I, that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to say who I thought was decent as a backup was Sam Darnold. He got yeah. a touchdown. Or, he got uh, Ronnie Bell that touchdown. That's pretty good for the Rook. Gosh, I mean, CMC, as always, he ran in as best as he could. It's hard for me to pick one person as being the star other than somebody on Baltimore. Like Lamar, yeah, well, probably. Well, I'm gonna yeah. give, yeah, my star is gonna go to Lamar. And yeah. here's the thing I really liked about Lamar 
Lamar yeah. l- looks like he's having a good time out there, and he's very complimentary. I mean, Fred bats a pass. He goes up and taps Fred on the head. I think somebody tackled him. He yeah. goes up and taps on the head. I mean, like, it's all great sportsmanship. He just looks like he's a really great guy. And he honestly is able to do, like, Tecmo Bowl kinds of spin moves. And, and it's like I said before, it's like catching smoke. And I thought he had a, a good game. I don't think he had a great game. Yeah. But he obviously was the better quarterback on the field. But without that defense, it would have been a much closer game. Any other stars? No, I think you. you I think you, you. You had it. There's there really wasn't much uh, to look at from the Niners yeah. uh, side of the um, of the field. But it's just you got to tip your hat to to the Ravens. Uh, they played the better game. I think it was uh, either Matt Barrows or Lombardi. I was reading this morning. It's like football is enough. Avila, this is one chapter. Yeah. So we we just we're gonna see how this season concludes, and we're gonna see it conclude by going against the Commanders next Sunday, which John, you and I will be at. Yes, it'll be my daughter's very first NFL game, so we will be taking her there. Awesome, and having her see the Niners in person, and because we're going to FedEx Field or whatever it's called now. Her expectations about NFL stadiums will only improve. So. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'll say it to, uh, to someone who has been there. Actually, John, you were been there years ago for mm-hmm. the USC game, and really not much has changed. And I think in those nineteen twenty years, it's yeah. been there, but it is not much to look at. And tickets were surprisingly were, well, I shouldn't say reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing I forgot to mention from the stars of the game part, John and Tim, is that both Kittle, I didn't realize this, both Kittle and Ayuk got over 100 yards receiving. So, you know, they did something right in terms of catching balls. So that's the silver linings there. Yeah, and CMC had 100 yards from scrimmage. I mean, it wasn't like the Niners were completely boat raced, but I mean, you just can't turn the ball over five times. That's the reason we lost oh anyway moving on this is usually our moving on segment it's niners trivia time with brian so okay all right so on to this one against washington another from the from that same area here number one we're playing washington this weekend what city Redskins, Commanders, where did they start from? They started in another city on the East Coast. Where did they start? And bonus if you can kind of also say what year and their nickname. Didn't start off as the Redskins. They started as a different name. Baltimore Indians. Black eyed. Maryland Marauders. I I have no clue. (laughs) Okay. All right. As for the year... 1932. Okay. Hey, let's move on. <laughs> Question number two. Uh, name the three Super Bowl MVPs of the Redskins in the 80s and 90s. Well, that I can do. Super Bowl 17, 22, and 26. I know you would know it, but let's see well, John. All right, fine. Doug Williams. <laughs> yes. John Riggins. Yes. And the other guy. Mark Rippon. There we go. <laughs> okay. Number three. 
which Washington Redskins quarterback, so that's the time frame, is known for knocking himself out of a divisional game against the New York Giants? I think it's Joe Fiesman. No, I was, I want to say it was Gus Farratt. I remember that. Oh, that one where he put his head into the wall. His head went into the wall. (laughs) That sort of always reminded me of when Vance McDonald injured himself in pregame warmups against the Jets. (laughs) Stone hands. You you just know that it's not going to be a good day when that happens. Yeah. Okay. We'll go into details for that when we return for answers. And then question number four. Joe Gibbs, after he retired from coaching the first time, what did he do as mm-hmm. his post-racing career? That post-thought, I just said it. Yeah, oh, it was was like, career. NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah, exactly. Misread. I, I, wrote, oh, I wrote that down and I read it. I didn't miss right. it. So, you're yeah. doing the podcast from your car. We understand you're making, <laughs> we understand you're, you're not in the most optimal place to do uh, the trivia today. Yep. Moving on. Let's move on. The Ravens happened. We've moved on from Christmas. Let's move on to the commander. So as we said, Tim and I will be in attendance with my daughter. Let's just talk about like getting things back on track. Like, well, let's just get back to 49ers football. Yeah. The commanders play the Jets near Christmas Eve and went down pretty substantially early on. But then rallied to come back. From what we've heard, Ron Rivera is pretty much, he's got two more games left and that he's done. And then Sam Howell, I don't know if he's going to be playing, but the commanders are, are their season essentially is done. One of those, like, are you going to be playing for pride? Are you going to be playing for stats, film, whatever. But I think the Niners should be able to go in and, and, and do well. And again, it's just, let's get back to four Niners football. Like, yeah, hit, hit the open guys, run the ball, good strong defense, bend, but don't break. And the Niners should be able to take care of business. Tim, any other thoughts on? Yeah. I, I mean, when the, when the Niners have, have been beaten, we, we've, we've looked to, to see them get back on track. When I, I think back to the three-game losing streak. They lost to what is now turning out to be a, a good Browns team. Then there were the, the Vikings before Kirk Cousins' injury. But they were beaten pretty soundly by the Bengals. Once The good news is they had, they had a bye week, and but they were able to come back. And they went on a, a what was it, a six-game winning streak? Yep. Kind of a tear. Yeah, going against the Commanders, I agree, John. It's just like it happened. Need to regroup and... You're going against the team, as you said. Ron Rivera is on his way out. They're going to be playing for pride. We know nothing is guaranteed in the NFL. I would love to see the four, particularly the 49 hour offense, just come back and really just go off against the commander's defense. I mean, we're talking about a team that is 32nd in points allowed per game in the NFL, 23 for points scored in a game. This is definitely a team where the 49ers can take advantage of that. Uh, we'll obviously be looking at the injury reports as they come out later this week. But the 49ers have still have a lot to play for that first round by. I know I said it earlier in the podcast that uh, that how critical that is for this team to to get some rest, to 
let themselves heal a bit. And we'll see what happens with the other teams. I don't know if the 49ers can clinch if some other teams lose next week. Perhaps if the Lions, Eagles, and Cowboys all lose, perhaps I'd have to double check that. But so the Niners would, would clinch the number one by if the Eagles lose, the Lions lose, and the Niners win. Okay. Still a lot of a lot to play for. But uh, yeah, we but we've seen this team stumble a bit this season, but they came back very strong against uh, a very good Jaguars team uh, as well. We will be there next Sunday to witness it live, John. So Saturday we'll know because the Lions are playing the Cowboys Saturday night. And then the Cardinals are playing at the Eagles at one. And we are playing at the same time. Eagles should be able to handle the Cardinals, but the Eagles honestly look a little bit in rougher shape than, than the Niners do. They almost gave that game away against the Giants. I think getting things back, Still control your own destiny. And I, I, if any team I think would do well with the buy, it would be the Niners just to heal up a bit. Yeah. Get some gas in the tank and, and be ready for a playoff run. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll add one more thing. The guy I'm really hoping comes back soon is Ray McLeod. Ronnie Bell, I know you're a rookie, but you scare the hell out of me when you're back there fielding punts. Would, Ronnie had a good game. I mean, he did. He did. I just I'll touch the race do do any damage no. dropping stuff, but there is a big <laughs> yes. When when is Ray Ray expected back? Do you know, Tim? Well, he was supposed to be out for at least four games when they put him on an IR with his rib injury. Those four games have come and gone, so he could have, I guess, come back last night, but apparently he wasn't quite ready. So we'll see if he practices this week. Will also be interesting, and I was a little, it was a little curious when they did it. Jason Barrett played last night in the slot, and he only played for yeah. three plays, and he you know, gave up a touchdown, which I, I didn't really think was. I thought the receiver did a really better job than he just got beat. I mean, it just happened. So I'll be curious to see if we see a little bit more of him upcoming. He looked, he looked a little out of sorts, but I mean, he hasn't played in two years. So, uh, but I'm, I'm glad we have him. I'm glad we have Darnold. Niners do have depth, which was nice to see. We still were able to cobble together an offensive line last night, which didn't do horribly. I mean, give, you gotta give Colton McKivitz and Spencer Burford credit. Colton McKivitz had to go to the entirely other side and play. And Spencer yep. Burford had to play tackle, which he hasn't done since college. Then some guy named Ben comes in who probably was just like, I didn't think I was going to play football uh, today. Yeah. If Fredo had come in, then I'd be like, man, we we're really, <laughs> other than that, I mean, yeah, I just got to get to the point where we get this team a little healthy because we saw them run out of gas against the Rams, the NFC championship, and obviously yeah. the debacle with the Eagles and yeah, they, they need a week off. So anyway, yeah. Brian. Answers to Niners trivia, or more Redskins trivia than the yeah. Oh, here's okay. I have one question. Oh, wait, yeah. before you do that, I have one question for you guys. We'll be curious. Do you think the Commanders are going to change their name next year again? Under I don't. I I think it'll stay. I think they'll change it. I I really Not don't. 
spend a I, lot. No, of time. they won't go back to Redskins. They'll go back to something. They'll go because the Commanders is the dumb one of the dumbest football names well, ever. A, well, we chalked that up to Dan Snyder, but he's no longer there. So I, I right. Don't know. So I think what they'll do is they'll just get rid of the whole deal. I think they'll become the Hogs or the Red Tails or just back to Washington football team. Those are worse. You don't think the Washington Hogs? This is not a subject I really spend a great deal of time thinking about. You, If you want to throw that in the notes <laughs> next time, go for it. <laughs> I, I, I was looking that up when I was looking there. I think the Hogs could work, John. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean you, on that a little bit. Yeah, because I'll that be- was their somewhat of a nickname, right? Their, like, their offbeat nickname in the 80s, 90s. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that happening. Yeah. But I always thought it was weird, though, that they had grown men wearing dresses, muumuu dresses and everything, wearing like pig snouts. And, and I remember seeing that on TV a lot when, when I was a kid. I don't know if they want to bring that back. <laughs> Look, all three um, of us ran the beta breakers in San Francisco. I saw a lot more uh, yeah. than people in dresses uh, at that race. <laughs> so I'm just going to say each to their own. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. I wish that was a really unique uh, tradition, how that came about for there. I always want to know what those guys do for a living. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I run. I find out one's like, like a billionaire now. <laughs> one, you know, the guys like teaches special ed, and other guys involved in charity work. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. So, all right, Brian. Yes, uh, wait, one more thing before before we go back to trivia. Shout out to the Lions, though, and like J- Jared Goff, who, oh, uh, yeah, they they won their division for their first time in like what 30 years, 30 years, so, yeah. So. <laughs> Brian and I, Brian and my connection to Jared Goff is he went to the same high school as we did, although we graduated just a little bit earlier than he did, mm-hmm. yeah, um, before and, he did, and yeah, didn't quite have the same athletic talent as Jared opted, but that's our one <laughs> connection. So congrats to Jared. Congrats to the lions uh, for a division, uh, a long time coming. Yeah. And Dan Campbell, was, who was, was on the Owen 16 lions team and has resurrected that franchise literally from Owen 16. Yeah. I mean, he's done a great job. Yeah. All right. We we'll need answers. Hey, what city do the Redskins commanders start from? Bonus for year, team, and nickname. I said the Baltimore Indians. I said Maryland Marauders. Well, and Tim, you said what year? I said 32. Okay, you're right about 1932. But I was, it started on an East Coast city. Okay. uh, To the north. Had also a baseball team with a similar name, Boston Braves. So they started the Boston Braves in 1932. The next year, they became the Boston Redskins, and then I think they moved down to Washington probably a few years after. Uh, okay, let's see here. That number two named the three Super Bowl MVPs. You guys named it right, John. Super Bowl seventeen. You said it was Doug Williams and uh, John Riggins. Yeah, were my two. John Riggins was in seventeen. Doug Williams was in twenty-two. Uh, Mark Ripien was in 26, so good job there. Washington quarterback is known for knocking himself out of a division game against the New York Giants. Tim, you have you had it right on the head. 
and John, both you guys, because he headbutted himself. Gus Farratt. I don't know if you know the context about it, but Tim, do you remember that play or do you remember? I, mean, I just remember seeing the highlight. I think I watched NFL primetime afterwards and yeah, he, he ran in and uh, I think he was, if memory serves, he was having a decent season up until that point. And yeah, well, it's like uh, Mark Sanchez with the butt fumble. He was never quite the same after that play, either out of actual injury or sheer embarrassment. Or the fact that he, so he think, actually hit his head pretty hard. I mean, there's concrete so behind this hat. Was he, he was celebrating that they tied the game 7-7. Seven, seven. And he went to the wall and headbutted it and then boom, knocked oh, himself out. I think they cover that in the first day of coaching in football. Like when you score a touchdown, don't headbutt the sideline because anyway. What I found interesting about your trivia questions is no Kirk Cousins, like you like that? Or no Kyle Shanahan <laughs> or Mike Shanahan or Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay. RG3. I guess RG3. I could have gotten down that route. Yeah, yeah I mean. Yeah. They had some Niners connections, but yeah, that's that's yeah, you're right. I, you know what? I totally forgot about the Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan connection, and they uh, they were all there. Okay, yeah, but we're all glad to see Daniel Snyder has been sent off with his billions of dollars to go bother somebody else. Cool. Last question, which I already answered, was what did Joe Gibbs, the legendary Washington coach, do after his? After he retired from coaching the first time. So yes, he did start in NASCAR racing team in 92. And then he did come back to coach the uh, Redskins. I think was it 2004, mm -hmm. like a couple of years. Yeah. And then, then he officially retired, I think it was in 20 or 2007. Sorry, John, back to you. It's all right. All right. Well, Tim, final thoughts before we move on to commander. Yeah, it's just, all right, put this one away out of your heads get ready for the commanders and i hope chase young has a terrific game on sunday that he is coming homecoming going back to fedex to face his former team well he's actually from maryland too that's why so... i said homecoming oh sorry <laughs> also tim and i on saturday will be doing the bosa run because nick didn't have any sacks last night so we're at 10 and a half which i did was it Friday, Thursday or Friday? I don't know. It was two hours of me just spacing out and putting one foot in front of the other. So we'll be doing that before the game on Saturday. Hopefully getting that up to finishing out the season for me. Any uh, plans, guys? Uh, what, what's the, is there like a tailgating thing? What, like what happens in uh, FedEx field area pregame? Is there like, um, what's, uh, what happens yeah. in FedEx field? Well, you fight a lot of traffic. Uh, just to get into the game. That's the pregame feel of, of feel. I'm not joking. So we'll be doing okay. that. I think at this, at our age, Brian, we're, we're not really too much into the tailgate scene anymore. Plus, we'll be having John's daughter out there. What we like to do is get there about an hour or two before the game, walk in, get a little something to eat. And we really enjoy watching the warmups, how players look, yeah. watching them going through their routines. And I'll be tense enough, so no alcohol for me. John may have a little something because I'll be driving, but that'll be about it for the pregame. Yeah, I think we'll just be there probably an hour before with Genevieve and have her come in, really see the field and be in a big stadium for the first time. 
and just get hyped up for the game. She is vocal. We took her to a Washington Nationals San Francisco Giants game in, in DC. And I'm like, Davey, you really need to bring it down to like, you know, from a 14 to a nine and a half. Like, so I, she's going to be pretty pumped. She's going to wear her. She has a 49ers shirt that says Vivi on the back. So she's going to be rocking that. I always wear my red residency hat. She'll be wearing my beige residency hat. So we're going to be doing that. Tim will be without a Jersey because. The jersey was in the room last night, and and, and, and look what happened. <laughs> so, even gonna touch your body anymore? He's wearing it right now. But oh, you, you are? Know, yeah, yeah, but not on game days. They, they, nowhere near. But yeah, it'll be fun. We'll get some food and hang out, and hopefully, it will be a Niners victory. And then we'll go home and hang out, watch some more football, and then New Year's Eve with the ball dropping, and then. It'll be New Year's 2024, and we'll have two really good college football games to look forward to. So, on that note, Niners Nation, we want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is our last podcast of 2023, and we'll be coming to you live in 2024. We're turning the page on the Ravens debacle. We're moving on to the Commanders. Till then, keep the faith. Thanks for listening to Niners Talk. Stay faithful.